This week in League, Nathan Hindmarsh turns back the clock and discovers that Parramatta are still shit, but less shit than the Panthers. Has Lottie scored a hat-trick yet, dot com? Of course he fucking hasn't, but Tamana Tahu has. Hash Tigers in decline. And we'll review all of the action from round 16 of the 2012 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 93 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, kick off this week, baby news. It's baby factory around uh, the listeners of the show. Yes. And uh, and the environment. Um, baby's being shot out left, right and centre. First, uh, the resident gronk of the show, Paraman1973 on Twitter, Kyle. Uh, congratulations to him on a new daughter, Ella Rose, I believe is the name. Yes. And uh, she came out... Healthy, and uh, hopefully and a special, not too much uh, like him. Congratulatory gift. Uh, we've gone out and we've bought Kyle a fucking television because clearly he doesn't have one. That's about <laughs> his nineteenth kid. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe you know, maybe you should buy him like a vasectomy instead of a television. <laughs> maybe I should just make him a eunuch. Chemical castration, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and also to our buddy Dave Mac as well, who's MMA underscore Dave underscore Mac on Twitter. He's a co-host of This Week in MMA, but also, I mean, the way that I met him was he was originally a listener of This Week in League and was messaging, you know, you know, about that show. And so that's how we actually met and started the other show. So he had twins, Hunter and Finn. Poor bastard. So yeah, his life is uh, going to change in uh, a big bad way <laughs> real yes, quick. Yes, yes. <laughs> but congratulations, everyone uh, who's, who's had the kids. And uh, it's always good to... Uh, See more little uh, potential, yeah, more little potential <laughs> listeners released into the wild. <laughs> Give them a couple of months before you uh, unleash this podcast on their ears, but you know, don't wait too long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> News. First story, Sam Perrett is officially a doggy. Last week we speculated about what would uh, become of Sam Perrett and he um, basically, well he didn't make us look like gooses because uh, the Roosters actually blocked his move to the doggies. So uh, it didn't happen last week. Um, it has happened officially now and that's news as of uh, Tuesday this afternoon. In fact, before we record this show, he's officially been granted release to join the Bulldogs immediately. The Roosters, they issued a statement to announce they had reluctantly agreed to grant him an immediate release despite desperately hoping he would reconsider his decision to part ways with the Bondi Club early. Parrott has now signed with the Bulldogs on a deal that will keep him at Belmore until the end of 2015. He met with Roosters Chief Executive Steve Noyce yesterday morning where the club urged him to reconsider his decision to leave in the middle of the 2012 Premier However, with Parrott not in their future plans beyond this season, the club eventually agreed to release him from the remainder of his contract with the club. He will be joined at the Bulldogs by younger brother Lloyd, who represented Queensland in its win over New South Wales under-18s at ANZ Stadium prior to State of Origin 2 last week in Sydney. The younger Parrott will now take the space in the Bulldogs' Toyota Cup program vacated by Samasoni Lange, who will now join the Roosters immediately after signing with them for 2013 earlier this season. Aren't the Roosters and Dogs playing a bit of uh, rugby league player ping pong? 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't remember a time where there's been so many mid-season transfers. I mean, sometimes you get like one. It is becoming like more balls. more the norm the last couple of seasons. Yeah, this yeah. season's there's been uh, many more than than past. I think. Yep, and uh, that's not the only one for the Roosters as well. Uh, Anthony Mitchell, he's uh, been granted a release to join the Cowboys. So um, <laughs> the Roosters are just letting players go. It's but almost like they're trying to find some uh, find some uh, cap under the space, maybe. The space <laughs> under the cap. <laughs> or some space under the sombrero, if the, the rumours are true. Yes. Because uh, uh, Sonny Bill Williams, it, it seems like he's destined to turn up there on a one-year deal, and he's putting all these conditions on there, like, you know, he can box and all this other stuff, so... He can box and he can play, you know, so many games of rugby union. He can juggle, maybe do a bit of male stripping on the side. Or maybe that's just, yeah, maybe that's just me being <laughs> bail up, I don't know. Bail up surf lifesavers uh, in the, the toilet cubicles of the, of the Coogee Bay Hotel. He's not, he's not George Michael. I didn't mean male ones. Oh, right, okay. All right, I was talking about Candace Fowles on. <laughs> wow, sometimes Fuck, it's just sometimes, not as funny when you've got to spell it out Sometimes you just have to spell the jokes out to people. <laughs> All right, uh, and the player merry-go-round continues. Over the next four days, the short-term futures of at least six players will be known, including the Roosters are going to be snapping up Penrith hooker Naif Seluini to replace Anthony Mitchell, who uh, just said there they released up to the Cowboys. Obviously, Sam Perrett's Gornski. Uh... Mick Picker, lower grader for the Raiders, he's looking like he could go to Penrith. They want depth in their halves. And um, Newcastle, they're trying to do a bit of a player clean out there. I thought Benny did the player clean out before he rocked up, you know, with the the whole Twitter scandal and ETs and the rest of it that happened last season um, with Tafua. But um, no, they want to send uh, Richie Fayoso down to Canberra. Canberra can't find enough cap space to get him because what's happening is... The Newcastle Knights, they want to put extra conditions and say, look, you know, you can have Fayoso, but we also want you to take Wes Nagama or Junior Sow on top of that. Uh, the Raiders can't afford that uh, through their through their salary cap. Um, that would stretch their 2013 salary cap, which means they'd have to release a player to comply. Bronson Harrison has emerged as a possible candidate, with uh, Wayne Bennett, an admirer of the Kiwi, from his role in New Zealand's successful 2008 World Cup campaign. Well, there goes my theory that Wayne Bennett's a fucking racist. <laughs> But he's just shoveling all the pollies out down to Canberra, but then he's going to bring Bronson Harrison back. I was going to make all sorts of funny jokes about Wayne getting around in a white hood. Yeah, well, it's just all shot, shot the pieces down. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, and, uh, and Don Ferner, the, the Raiders boss, said that the club had been unable to free up cap space. Um, now, the Roosters, they would they would also uh, like to sign a new outside back before uh, before they let Parrot go, but... Um I don't think they. I don't think they got an outside back, did they, from the doggies in return? Um, seems that discussions with Seluini uh, are going well, though. Uh, in fact, they're predicting he'll, he'll switch to East this week. And of course, then you've got, uh, I guess, you know, free agent in quotes, Brett Stewart, who's attracted interest from European rugby. How legitimate that is, I'm not sure. Uh, we had on the, the Monday Night Football telecast Gaznia saying that the English club, whose name escapes me, who were going to offer something like three and a half million dollars for a four-season deal or something like that, he said that Bradford. They like, no, they like a, no, no, it was actually a Union Club, and, oh. they, and they were like a second-tier club. They weren't even top-tier club, and, and Gaznia said, "Well, they ain't got that kind of money." So. Which probably means they got fucking billions of dollars because, <laughs> yeah, we know how accurate Mark Gaznier is. Let's, let's not start uh, talking like Mark Gaznier is an informed source. Exactly. Okay, injury news. On anything but players being patchy in patches. <laughs> <laughs> Canberra, 
are looking like they're going to lose Dugan for three to four weeks, which is actually good news for them because it was, you know, possibly eight weeks earlier. Uh, they thought it'd be eight weeks after he went down in the dying minutes of Canberra's loss to North Queensland on the weekend, but the scan results have cleared the 5'8", well, now he's a 5'8", is he, of ankle syndesmosis injury and any damage to his cartilage or tendons. It means he could be ready to take the field again for the round 20 clash against the Sharks on July 22nd. It goes on to say it's been a dire year for the Raiders when it comes to injuries with Cat's hair and Brett White ruled out for the season. I was and they've what, played like shit. I was wondering what happened to Brett White. Thought I hadn't seen him around lately. <laughs> and four others still on the long-term injury sidelines. But in more good news, Joel Thompson was also was cleared of a suspected broken hand, although ligament damage could rule him out of Monday night's home clash against St. George Illawarra. Thompson, Dugan and Trevor Thurling were three Raiders who went down in the Cowboys game, with Thurling set to miss at least six weeks with damage to the AC joint in his shoulder. Yeah, ouch. Yeah, as a, someone with a long-term shoulder injury, that, yeah, that you that you refuse to have corrected. <laughs> I'm just too busy. Yeah, I'm uh, too busy. I ain't but got time fuck, to that be. hurts. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest feeling, and I can't say I've had a huge amount of injuries apart from that. But it's it's like I couldn't imagine being a footy player and and having it happen on the field. Like, yeah, fucking Jesus, they're tough boys. Tough times for the Raiders. Got to yeah. say. Yep. Just the amount of like long term injuries they've had to to guys that are you know pretty critical to the success of that team, yeah, or any success they're going to have, despite being coached by Dave, uh, David Ferner. I almost yep. called him Don Ferner then. Yeah, that would, they'd be better. My off apologies, Don. They'd be better off. If Don was <laughs> my coaching. apologies, Don. Didn't want to lump you in there with him. Other end of the table, they had Don in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, terrible, terrible run with injuries. The Raiders, on top of the fact that. Uh, they're not playing particularly well. You can't blame it all on the injuries because, geez, there's a bit of a lack of ticket there at times. Yeah, I mean, they have lost some key players. Though. I mean, you know, Cat's hair is, you know, the best player in their side, uh, you know, certainly the most influential player in their side, and they tend to go all right when he's around. But, geez, they fall to shit when he's not. Um, next story, last story, really. The Origin squads were announced. Uh, both squads are in our hands now. And uh, I say squads rather than teams because there's a couple of uh, questions over the, the fitness of several players. We'll go hit the New South Wales side first in alphabetical order. Greg Bird, Todd Carney, Ben Cray, Robbie Farah, Paul Gallen, Tim Grant, Jared Hayne, Michael Jennings, Luke Lewis, Trent Merrin. No surprises there. Josh Morris, Mitchell Pearce, Brett Stewart, Glenn Stewart, James Tarmo, Anthony Watmo, returning Tony Williams. With incoming players, Brett Morris and Bo Scott. So Bo Scott would be a, a shadow for Glenn Stewart, I would imagine. What? what? Bo yeah. Scott. And uh, Ben Cray, well, you know, the name that I didn't say then was uh, Uate Pate, who's got the chop mm. after some patchy Axed. defensive efforts in the, in the first two games. I thought he's a little bit, you know, he took he took more blame for those, I think, than was deserved. I think Josh Morris hung him out to dry a bit. Um, and certainly the sin binning of Jennings in that first match left the line short anyway, so, you know, you can't really pin that one on him too much. It wasn't a bad read or anything, they just ran out of fucking players. Sure. But... Glenn Stewart, I guess he's uh, he's racing the clock to, to be fit for this game. I don't think he'll make it, which in which case, I guess Tony Williams can come back into the side. Fair replacement, especially given his form on the weekend. Absolutely. Brett Morris comes in for Uate. You know, I think people have got a short memory with Brett Morris. I mean, he was a fucking liability last time he played Origin, and he, did, and he didn't do, like, let-in tries like Uate did. He did, like, the glaring Justin Hodges, Billy Slater-style 
monumental fuck ups that you don't forget. Those yes. kind of you know the ones that are just well. Apparently, up people have forgotten because he's just earned himself a recall. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that you know do they think that the Morris, the, you know, the fact that they're brothers, they're going to have some kind of mental telepathy, so they'll be able to defend better. They haven't played together for years. It's not like there's an innate understanding there about what they're going to fucking do. Yeah. And Morris is playing fullback now. I just I. I understand where people are come from with Uate, but Jesus, I think that's a bum rap. I yeah, think he's, so. you know, he, he's had a couple of issues, but at the end of the day, like, it's the deciding game. Like, mm. would you not stick with the same side? Yeah. You know, barring injury, would you not stick with the guys that have been there? Yeah. Yeah, well, you would. Maybe. I think he was he, in the, well, certainly in his debut game last year, he was one of New South Wales' best. And yeah, you know, things like you know the you know people say okay you know this try went in whatever, but you know they ignore like you know the runs he makes from you know deep inside your own territory and that sort of stuff. But you know, I guess we'll see. Brett Morris could score a hat trick, in which case we're saying, "Hooray, Brett Morris! <laughs> <laughs> best best call ever. Good on you, Ricky." I think Uate's been hard done by Ben Cray. How does he retain his spot? I have no fucking. That's idea the question. I how does he even there. make it in the first place? Let alone continue. Well, yeah. To be point one is how does he make it in the first place? Point two, he goes missing for two games straight and still finds a fuck. It's not like he's doing these little things, you know, these little fucking. He's you know, doing the none percenters, name. Yeah, he's doing the none. He's doing exactly. He's doing the zero percenters. It's not like he's an invisible guy like Robbie Farrow making a hundred million tackles. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I just I got no explanation whatsoever for Ben Cray being in the side. You know, if they pissed him off, put Tony Williams in there. Awesome replacement. Bo Scott, you know, I've heard Joey Johns talking about Bo Scott saying, Oh, you know, he's the type of player that Queensland don't like to play against. Like you know I remember when Bo Scott played Origin and I don't think there was a single Queensland player that said they didn't like playing against Bo Scott, given the fact that A didn't pass a fucking ball yeah. and B they could run rings around him every time they ran at him. Yeah, exactly. This time, obviously, he hasn't been selected in the centres. I mean, that's the stupidest thing ever in the first place. I mean, I blame Wayne Bennett for that, for putting that seed in their mind by doing it at the club level. But, uh, yeah, so playing you know, a more sort of, I guess, a lock, lock sort of role, you know, you can't replace Glenn Stewart doing that sort of thing. He's not going to be throwing, you know, he's not going to be using his footwork to get on the outside of players magically and creating, you know, three-on-twos out of, you know, matched-up situations. New South Wales have come a long way... Uh, in this series, I think they've taken a bit of a step back with those two selections. Um, Bo Scott brings nothing to the side. Um, he, you know, people will speak about his toughness and his defensive ability, but you know, there's a why did he need to be brought into the side anyway? Well, he is only, he is only shadowing Glenn Stewart. So if Glenn Stewart's fit, yeah, he the, won't play. The, the obvious replacement for Glenn Stewart is Tony Williams. Yeah, in my opinion, yeah, but I mean, in their opinion, who knows? Um, and you know, you've dropped Uate for some defensive lapses and brought in a player that last time he played Origin uh, had his own share of defensive lapses. So, exactly. really strange decisions, but, you know, I'm still really looking forward to the game nonetheless. Um, New South Wales, as I said, have come a long way. What, you mean series. the selection of both Scott and, and Brett Morris aren't going to spoil the game for you? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I should hope not. No, I just, you know, I, I'd hate to think that the selection of those two nufties uh, is going to mean an, an easy victory for Queensland because I want the game to be competitive. Oh, I see. Queensland squad. Matty Bowen, Darius Boyd, Petro Simonaceva, Cooper Cronk, Matt Gillette, Ben Hannant, Justin Hodges, Greg Inglis, Nate Miles, Dane Nielsen, Corey Parker, Matt Scott, David Shillington, Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Brent Tate, David Taylor, Ben Teo, 
Sam Thiday, Jonathan Thurston. So, Ben, ben Tio, fucking Tio. Another Kiwi makes his makes his Queensland debut. <laughs> True, bro. Uh, and he looks like that. It's, you know, it's possible they're saying he may come in over the top of uh, Dave Taylor, might get the hook. I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't say it, it wasn't warranted. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Ben Tio holds no. You know, if they wanted to get a Kiwi in the side, why don't they get like Alex Glenn? He'd be more fearsome prospect for me. Um, well, the fact that he's already played for New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. And he's already declared himself a Kiwi, not. You know, not wanting to ride the Origin bandwagon. Yeah, like, but you do realise that that doesn't stop Queensland in the past either. <laughs> Look, if we're going to pick Kiwis, pick Benji. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and, and put him in there. lose another and, Origin and, and put him ever. in there instead of um, how good would that instead be? Of, instead of Jonathan Thurston, Robbie Farrow making sixty million tackles in one game, and Benji Marshall flick passing Queensland to glory. I mean, is there anything better? Sounds like the worst Origin ever. Worse than worse than watching like a Toyota Cup. <laughs> worse than watching Harold Matt's <laughs> Origin. <laughs> Harold Matthews Origin. Yeah. So um, obviously we'll go into the Origin stuff more as we get closer to the game. We'll do the Origin special next week, uh, just before the game. And yeah, pretty strong Queensland side. I think you know, both squads are fairly similar. They haven't they haven't changed much over the season. Surprised by Slater being named. Obviously they're still think that he's a chance of playing he thinks he he thinks he's a chance of playing he wants to prove that he can he's uh i read today he was doing like you know straight line running and all that sort of stuff like so he's he's just trying to prove that he'll be right and you know whatever it is like a what a week's time so i don't know i mean i th- when the first the injury first happened they were like four weeks and that was only like you know two weeks ago yeah so the logical choice is is bowen yeah um given the fact that he has experienced origin before so he's he's a bit more tried and tested than, say, Benny Barber, despite Benny Barber being in such impeccable form. Uh, blooding a new fullback in the deciding game of a series is, yeah. is not something Queensland are really renowned for. And, you know, like I said, Matty Bowen is a safe choice, but, you know, he's in great form as well, so they don't lose too much there. I wonder Whether, how effective, though, that how, how effective Matty Bowen can be given that Brett Kamali doesn't play State of Origin anymore. <laughs> Well, I mean, Mitchell Pearce is uh, he's not immune to an intercept either, so. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was hoping they'd pick Ben Barber, actually, because I think that in the pressure cooker of a, a massive massive crowd, biggest crowd he ever played in front of, biggest, pre- most high-pressure game he's ever played, and the way that New, Car- the New South Wales would just absolutely pressure him non-stop, the way they did Billy Slater in game two, I think he'd snap and have one of those nightmare games under the high ball and things like that. I think they'd break him early and then often. Really? Yeah. I mean, he might. He. he you know, there's every opportunity he'd do. You know, he'd pull out a, some, something spectacular out of his bag in attack. But I think defensively, he'd he'd get molested. I don't think he's anywhere near as bad under the high ball as what he was maybe. A oh yeah, no, ago. I agree. Oh, I agree. He has improved a lot. But I mean, I'm saying you put in the pressure cooker environment of a decider where it's all on his shoulders. Ball goes up in the air. You know, a towering bomb. Look, mate, he doesn't there. get any any more of a pressure cooker environment than Mackay. Playing the Melbourne Storm. The playing the Melbourne, Melbourne Storm in, in Mackay in front of 10,000 10, people. Bed, the hotbed <laughs> of rugby league fanaticism that is Mackay <laughs> with your family. <laughs> stuck up in a box watching you, peering down in their eyes, burning holes in you. I mean, pressure no, all right, you've sold, you You've sold me, yeah. Put him in the origin side. He's ready. Done.
Okay, uh, recaps. First game, Friday night football. The Brisbane Broncos, 26, defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 12, in front of a crowd of just over 33,600 at Suncorp Stadium. And the tries came from Broncos. Justin Hodges, Alex Glenn, Ben Teo, Dale Copley, Corey Norman. Conversions, three of four for Corey Parker and zero from one from Petro Simonacea. <laughs> South Sydney Rabbitohs, their tries came from Nathan Merritt and Chris McQueen. Adam Reynolds got two from two on the night. Who, who would South's try scorers? Merritt and McQueen. Oh, you did say Merritt. Yeah. I was like... I remember Merritt scoring an intercept. You didn't yeah. mention that, but no, yeah, that's how he did. Dave Taylor, <laughs> he's a player. Oh, if you look at his stat line from this game, it's actually quite impressive. Look at his stat line for the first five minutes, and it was probably the worst stats of all time. But I remember yelling out on three occasions, stick to running at wingers, Dave. <laughs> he was... I was really disappointed in him, given the fact that there was a little bit of conjecture over whether he was going to be selected in, in the Queensland side for Game 3. And um, there was a number of players that really stepped up um, and put their best foot forward as far as uh, their case for selection. He was fairly uninspiring for mine. Yeah, no, I was really impressed with him at all. He's been un- He hasn't done anything inspiring. I think there was one game he had where he really lifted. It was probably immediately before Origin selections for game one, and he hasn't. He's done nothing in Origin. So. He, um, I'll tell you who was impressive, and that's probably the closest, given the fact that our seats are awesome. It's the closest I've ever watched Greg Inglis play live. Yeah, and he's he's fucking amazing. You're a fan, are you? You're in love with him, are you? I'm not. I'm not going to go so far as to say I'm in love with him. He's no <laughs> Rennie Matura. He's no Alex Glenn. He's no Sonny Bill Williams. <laughs> but just his, with well, sheer size, he's he's a big unit. There's no doubt about that. Every time he had the ball, he's just standing there throwing people away, flat-footed. People are running at him, trying to make tackles. He's just swatting them like flies. Yeah. And then defensively. Poor old Josh Hoffman, he'll have fucking nightmares about Craig Inglis. That poor prick every time he touched the ball. Well, there are two occasions there where he got absolutely fucking pounded. Once where he literally went, there's no fucking way I'm catching that ball. Yep. I have to brace myself for his impact. <laughs> and he still got obliterated. I mean, no, you know, there's no no shame in that. <laughs> At the end of the day, he could see it coming and, um, you know, for his future career prospects, I think he, he he made the right decision. But I was really impressed with Inglis. Um, and like I said, the closest I've ever watched him play live. And, and geez, he's impressive. It's good to see him fit. You know, we've yeah. made, you know, a lot of noise on this show about uh, him being a bit of a pie-eater. And it, it certainly has been the case in the past. But, geez, he looks fit at the moment. Well, yeah, we won't trot that out again until probably pre-season next year. Exactly right. We start smashing the pies over Christmas. Just want to mention, um, well, we've already sort of touched on Josh Hoffman, but between him and Alex Glenn, I'd pay money just to watch them play every week. Just the way they run around for the Broncos, the heart that they show, and Hoffman is so fucking great on his feet. When Greg Inglis isn't around. Sound like you're a Broncos fan now, mate. <laughs> I like already? those two players. I really enjoy watching the play. Alex Glenn as well. Um, got a try in this game. and He's just such a... He's a good defender. He's a good hole runner. Just really impressed with those young guys. And they're, 
they're going to be that next generation of Bronco. Sort of, they seem to find them from anywhere. It's a bit disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> They've only got half a state to choose from. No, that's not necessarily true. The, the Cowboys and the Titans are there as well, but I think anyone, most young blokes in Brisbane growing up, and I guess their recruitment's pretty good. It's you probably say guys North Queensland. It's probably a higher percentage of guys that want to play for the Cowboys, but it's still a very, very big percentage of, of young kids coming through. You still get your Broncos, share, like yeah? ones from like you know, say let's say from like Mackay South. Yeah, they'd still be more than happy to play for the Broncos yeah. over the, over the over the Cowboys. Petros three hundredth. They really did a good job of marking the occasion, and they really played for him. I think he had a, a pretty good game as well yep. for his yep. three hundred. He's not much of a goal kicker though. No, well, I mean, you know, he, he basically went out the same way that Lockie did with an absolutely fucking Benji-esque effort from the yeah. boot. I was about to say, it looked like he, he rang Benji during the week and got some tips. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Petro. You think, you know, you, you just bang a couple over at training. just And know. it's a credit to him. I mean, he, he didn't want to take the kick. Yeah. He didn't want the fanfare and all the attention. But um, in the end, peer pressure got the better of him and and he sprayed it fucking horribly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But good win to the Broncos. I was impressed with their performance. Um, goes to show South, you know, they were competitive in patches, but they've still got a little way to go to uh, to win these types of games and get themselves into a position somewhere around the top four. But um, they've definitely got the makings of a really good side, South. We've said it before. But, you know, all in all, this game was a really impressive performance from the Broncos. Okay. Let's move on to the next Friday night game. St. George Illawarra Dragons, eight, defeated the Gold Coast Titans, six. In quite possibly the Vuvuzela of the year thus far, the points for the Dragons came from uh, a try to Daniel Vito and two penalty goals to Jamie Soward. The Titans, their six points came from a try and a conversion to Scotty Prince. Exactly the type of game you expect the Dragons to prevail. Exactly. I mean, it was a very tough one, and yeah, to their credit, they got the two points and one. Because taking the two points, boring a lot. Batshit though. Yeah, exactly. Boring is batshit. Two tries in eighty minutes, and then the Dragons take out the game with a couple of late penalties uh, from Nate Miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, you know they take the two. Yeah, again and again. I just I'm struggling to come up with anything positive to say about this game. I mean, the Titans, you know, they did. You know, they did fairly, fairly well, I suppose. I mean, they've never been much of an away side, uh, you know, no, really. No, exactly. Uh, and, you know, down in Wollongong, uh, terrible weather, you know, it's pretty shit. And the Titans yeah. actually look to be finishing the stronger, but it's just those couple of soft penalties at the end, and the Dragons, you know, were presented with the opportunity to, to put two points on the board, and they took it both times. And um, Jamal Idris, he showed the odd flash of his ability. Big hit on Ben Cray. Yep. Um, big hit on Ben Craze, like, you know, a big hit on a fucking cat. Or, like, a big hit on a woman or something like You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> but is this what the Titans have paid all that money for? Well, no. You know, no, the they, paid, they paid for a TV star that hasn't happened yet. Well, he's going to... I mean, at this rate, he's going to be on an extreme makeover. <laughs> the extreme maker Gold Coast edition. He's He's got it in there. But he's just not fit enough to display it consistently over 80 minutes. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's other players have been through that. I mean, we were just talking about um, GI. 
I just same sort of thing. I wonder the Titans have actually come out and defended the fact that a lot of people are making a little bit of noise about Idris and his weight, and saying there's got more to do with his injuries and the fact that he can't really train. Um, but there's got to be some sort of nutritional situation there for him as well. Because let's face it, he he would he's still a professional athlete. Okay, he's not injuries aside, he'd still have to turn up to training, and they'd have him doing something that I would yeah. imagine would get the body moving. And you know, yeah. potentially, look, I'm no scientist, but I'm going to say he'd probably burn some calories doing it. I suspect you probably would. And if you weren't shoveling, you know, pies and stuff in your face, and you probably wouldn't be consuming that many calories, exactly. which means you probably keep your weight in check. Exactly. So they should and be checking his be bin every night. Out. I should be checking his bin every morning. Yeah, or something. he's on Look his wrappers. He's on his fourth different size of jersey this season. Yeah. And they're yeah. not going fucking down, let me tell you. No. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about this game anymore because it, really, it was fucking terrible. And Channel 9 putting that game on as the second game, I mean, I, I imagine that there would have been, you know, probably half a million Australians around the country falling asleep on their couch. And there's loads of people that, you know, that sort of tweeted things, you know, to that effect as well. Okay, tweets from Friday Night Football. Bemson and my son. <laughs> There's a couple of guys here that just clearly wanted to get on. Uh, just they wanted to get on the show. Well, actually, we'll kick off with this one. B underscore Q star. You know, it's time for Rabs to retire when he gets Parker and Glenn confused. Hash eyesight in decline. You wouldn't have seen that because you were actually at the ground, yeah. But at one stage, you did. It's funny you should say that actually, um, because my mate and I were watching the game. Yeah. And there was a number of times where we went, "Oh fuck, that's a good tackle, Parker." Oh no. It's McCulloch. <laughs> oh, that's a good tackle, McCulloch. Oh, no, it's fucking Parker. <laughs> must have done it about half a dozen times between us over the course of the game. Yeah, and those guys look awesomely similar too, don't they? Not even fucking close. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Bemson Meister. Dressed in pink, Josh Hoffman is getting treated like Robert Louis' wife by the South Defence. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Which is a pretty good one. Um, I like the Broncos jerseys, though. Did you? Yeah. The old sort of uh, Neapolitan ice cream? Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're all right. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of any of the pink jerseys, really, but um, different people definitely have their opinions. Like, you know, people did love the Broncos ones, people did hate it as well. Yeah. And, like, moving on to the other matches and stuff like that, um, a lot of people were saying that the Tigers one was the best the best pink one of the round. But I'm considering buying it with that super fucking they, red-hot deal that you're going Because they the give you the, the, the Lance Armstrong leader's jersey for free. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually isn't isn't a terrible jersey, that one, actually. The uh, yellow one? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, it got universally panned by the fans. By, by actually the fans of, of the Tigers, mm. and which is why they're not uh, Fucking rolling it out. Which is why they're giving them away. What, which, what was the occasion for that jersey anyway? Was that going it's to be It's just like, like a pre-season training oh, jersey okay. thing that they, they trotted out. I don't mind it. I like it. I'm going to buy one. Cool. Well, actually, I'm going to buy another jersey and get that one for free. Um, numerous tweets came from B15542, uh, mainly about the refereeing and, and claiming that Souths actually were, were actually you know, bashed out of the game by the referees. Opinions? Uh, look, it's always harder to tell at the ground, but I didn't really have a major drama with the refereeing, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, Choppy himself came out and said, what a fucking embarrassment to our game. Two forward passes and four fucking officials in one play. Seriously, they're a fucking joke. Yeah, a bit hard to tell that one at the ground, so I'll have to take Choppy's word for it. He's a bit of a legend, so... <laughs> yeah, you just got to defer to Choppy. Yeah. Um, we had one from Cruz 06, but it was uh, actually a, a comment from his wife that said, uh, the pink jersey doesn't do anything for the Rangers. No. No, it well, definitely does not. Clearly, I mean, that's just basic, that's, that's basic colour theory. What does it? go with Ranger? 
Yeah, well, nothing. Yeah. nothing. <laughs> Souls don't go with ranked either, <laughs> I heard. Um, Dragon Punk 12 on the Dragons game. Worst game ever, but we won. So, fuck yeah. A glowing endorsement. Mr. The first 10 minutes of that game was fucking horrible. The seven mistakes in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely at- atrocious. Mr. Underscore Wars, that, uh, his girlfriend said, who's that? Me, Jamie Soward. Girlfriend said, uh, he looks like a dickhead. Me, LOL. Girlfriend, he walks funny too. Well, I mean... Keeper. I, I suspect with her being, you know, this lovely lady being so adept at spotting dickheads, how the fuck she ended up with him? Yeah, exactly. She had a head-on collision with the, with the king. <laughs> uh, B15542 says, uh, Idris needs to lay off the donuts. The, 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 I'm sorry, Idris needs to lay off the donuts, the fatty, and the dragons are boring. Hash Snorfest, hash Vuvuzela. Um, Mr. Wars came back. Josh McGuire, the kid can fucking play. And how about the Rabbitohs fans, diseased, inbred, air-stealing, anus-fisting butt monkeys? Ouch. Sounds like he had an altercation at, at Suncorp Stadium, from the sounds of that. Um, Which is not surprising, given his mouth. The <laughs> fact that he's built, currently, given his marathon training, is actually built like a fucking prisoner of war at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, and someone could have used him as a stick to beat one of the South fans up, but I, I don't like his chances in an altercation. He's come back with another one and said, um, "March all the way to the corner shop to buy a, the fat touch of your pie, a colouring in book, and a one way ticket out of Origin." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, B one five five four two is he's he's wrapped up. He's actually tweeted to the NRL, to the Brisbane Broncos official account, and to us to say. Well, the Brisbane, well, the NRL, I imagine they would initially have tweeted a tweeted a statement about the game, probably the the match summary, and I'm just loading that one up now. And he's basically replied to that. So the headline it was uh, read how the Brisbane Broncos dealt with the Rabbitohs here, and then a link. He's replied to that and said, "What? How the refs murdered a game and the Broncos were shit." Wow. Yeah. So, and the thing I like about uh, about uh, old B one five five four two is that he'll just tweet it straight at people. He's just like. He's a honey badger. He just goes through. No, he's got no filter. No, he's no a, filter. He's a what? A honey badger. I'm going to have to fucking show you another YouTube video after we finish recording tonight. My God. Everybody, look up about the... Look up about This the, whole Lowry thing. Last week. Oh, didn't I get hammered for that? Well, one person tweeted you and told you the answer. No. No. Oh, and then people like, oh... Don't, it's a movie quote. Don't even bother trying to explain it to him. What a fucking gronk. Blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. Get your own podcast. Uh, Freak 09. Broncos did well tonight. Dominated stats, but didn't want to run away with it until the last 20. The first 20 was Vuvuzela, though. Yes. Michael Darren, 79. Imagine having shit stuck on your shoes for five years. Hello, Titans and Jamal Idris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aussie, 11198. The Dragons defy the odds and beat 19 players. Two of those, the refs. Titans couldn't win even with help. Hash shit team. Hash Titans in decline. Wow. And uh, Dragons underscore Red V is, uh, brought me into it. Well, it was about as pretty as Nathan and Bikini, but when it's your second win in six games, it's still pretty fucking good. Hash bring on 2013. See, Dragons fans have given it up already. Very Parramatta-esque. I like the fact that he's pictured you in a bikini. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, and, you know, throw that in your spank bank. Use it when you require it. Break glass when needed. Done. <laughs> Break glass with your rock hard fucking... <laughs> Break glass with my fucking face thinking of that. <laughs> and I think that's pretty much... Uh, that, that's enough tweets for yeah, that game anyway. Yeah, let's end it there, yeah? shall we? All right, let's go on to Super <laughs> no, Saturday. I the whole show. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Done. We're finished. Never again. 
Super Saturday, North Queensland Cowboys 40 defeated the Canberra Raiders 18 up at Dairy Farmers, just under 15,000 in attendance. And the points went as follows, a lot for the Cowboys. Ashley Graham, Glenn Hall with a double, Scott Bolton, Antonio Winterstein, Kane Linnett, Ray Ray Thompson, all with tries. Thurston was five of six. Uh, conversions. Matty Bowen was one from one. Canberra Raiders, 18 points came from tries too. Josh Dugan, Jared Croker, Blake Ferguson, and Croker was three of three on the conversions. Yeah, the Cowboys dispatched a, an inferior side that they you know, were expected to beat, which is another sign of their increasing maturity. Um, and I think the w- win was made even more impressive with the fact that Matt Scott wasn't there to, to combat Canberra's big forwards, uh, given that his mother also passed away. Um shortly before the game or, or a couple of days before. Yeah, it was a little bit before, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't I know, right. I know it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like sort of an hour and a half before kickoff, yeah. but, um, you know, our thoughts go out to him as well. Look, look you know, a couple of um, big-name players losing their mothers within the space of a week. It's terrible news. Um, another injury for the Raiders with Dugan going out, as we mentioned before. It's on, on top of the fact that they're trying to kill their coach. It's, it's, it's hurting them. I just wonder where the Raiders' points come from now. No oh, yeah. Dugan, no Campo. Over the next month, yeah, you think it's going to be very <laughs> few a, and far between. Yeah, it's it's a pretty you know guys like Blake Ferguson and and Reece Robinson and stuff are, are good finishers, but they're not really guys that are going to. Blake create. Ferguson seems to be more interested in taking shirtless selfies on Instagram with Josh Dugan. Yeah. And taking like you know, and acting like he's uh he's in, on the cast of Jersey Shore. He'd fit in well there, wouldn't he? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think Matty Bowen put a, a put forward a compelling case for his origin recall, and and was rewarded in kind. But his uh, his combination with Thurston, you know, when they when they're done playing, yeah, you know, and they start trotting out tribute highlight reels, it's going to be fairly fucking good watch. <laughs> Yeah, oh, definitely. And it's amazing after, you know, having quite a few years, you know, hampered with injury. Yeah. He's pretty much back to what, you know, what you yeah, you He's up say around he's, his best, I think. You wouldn't say these noticeably lost, you know, a couple of steps of pace. No, and I mean, it's, I it, it, well, it looks like, you know, you, you can't tell because he's been injured for a couple of years. So now that the fact that he's, you know, he's really on in a lot of form at the moment means that, um, you know, it's a massive improvement over what it was, you know, previously last couple of seasons. So yeah. he's looking, he's, t- he's wound back the clock. True. Good win for the Cowboys. Um, I worry about the next month for the Raiders. I, I think their fans have got a, a bit of a hard road uh, ahead or harder even still than what they've had it so far this season. And, um, you know, it'll be a real test of their character if they can, you know, maybe jag a win here or there or just, you know, even at best to keep the games close, I think. Yeah. Now, let's move on to the, well, what an epic struggle this was. The Parramatta Eels, 19, defeated the Penrith Panthers, 18, at Centibet, oh, yeah, at um, McGrath Foundation Stadium, Penrith, so obviously renamed for Women's in League Round, and a great job for charity there. They had over 15,000 people there. The points came, the Eels, they had tries to Luke Burt, Jared Hayne, Ryan Morgan, Chrissy Sandow field goal that was uh, on his third or third or fourth attempt third attempt I think and Luke Burt was three of three on the conversions Penrith Panthers their points came to tries to Luke Lewis David Simmons and Etu Uyaseli Harry Seeker well what have we got here field goals had a few misses there Harry Seeker had one he missed Lockie Coote had one he missed conversions Luke Walsh got one Blake Austin got two 
yeah, Para showed some spirit to to pull a win out of the fire, especially strange games. Given like. the fact that they've they have been run over, you know, and done in Golden Point so many times yep. of of recent memory. So, um, it was good to see him actually hang in there and and yep. gut out a good win. Yep, you know, and I mean in Golden Point of all things, and the way that I mean the way they play, I don't think either of these sides would you know would be disappointed if we if we said that you know they neither team played well. But I think Parramatta certainly showed a lot of commitment in defence that has been missing for the entire season, really. Definitely. Fitting that Hindy inspired the win with, well, certainly towards the end, despite the fact that he played really well throughout the match, but um, towards the end with a, a great run that set up Luke Burt's try. Yep. Um, he would have inspired plenty more wins for Parramatta if his teammates were fucking better. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, but that's been the story of his career, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, realistically, Sadly. I mean, yeah, you've got some stars like Jared Hayne. And once again, Jared Hayne lifted late in the game when he had to, you know, dra- try to drag him back into it. Because, um, I mean, th- th- at one stage, the Eels here, they were they were done and dusted. Yeah. They were absolutely out of this game. Well, they were down much by 12 t- points with eight minutes to go. Not much time left, yeah. And uh, once again, they, they came back strong. Uh, the, the extra time went for a long time. I mean, you, it seems like this year in particular, the, the extra time games, they get decided, boom, almost like first set, second set, you know, sure. like they're straight up and down. This one was not the case. Uh, the field goal attempts from both sides, uh, in the end, you know, Chris Sandow, one thing he does do well is kick a field goal. Can snap a field goal to take a win and take the glory. And take the glory from those who probably more richly deserve it. <laughs> and Heine got, I, I don't know what he got after revisions, but I mean... First up on the night, he had like about 140 points in Supercoach. Wow. I think he got wound back to about 129 um, by the end of the round. But fuck me, that's ridiculous. And if someone made him their captain, yes. single-handedly win you some games. Absolutely. Unbelievable. I think Penrith looked pretty good carving up Para's right edge. They had some great success there, but they just couldn't close out the win. And it's a bit of a story of their season at the moment. They just they can't play for the full 80. Yep. Well, 85 as it were, but... Um, just a bit of a lapse there. They they were well in control, up by twelve points with, you know, less than ten minutes to go, and and couldn't get the job done. And it is how very West Tigers of them. And you, yeah, and it's and it's it's hard to state how difficult it is to lose a game with that amount of time left. When you take into account the fact that if some if a team scores a try, and the amount of time it takes to line up the conversion, kick the conversion. I mean, a try wipes three minutes off the clock right there. You know, and then by the time you walk it back, kick it off again, the team gets possession again. Then they've got to work it down. Theoretically, they should be out of try scoring range at that point, so you get a set. So before you know it, you've chewed up you know five or six minutes. Yep. So and then if wasn't you can, enough. Exactly, and then if you can do something clever like you know, kick it over the sideline, you know, get scrums packed, you know, wind the clock down, that sort of thing. It shouldn't be that hard to defend twelve points with eight minutes left, but you know it happens, and our teams certainly find ways to snatch uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. And um, Penrith, low point, low point of the season for them. Okay, tweets from Super Saturday. What have we got here? We've got the Chapo 82. With Dugan moving to 5'8", does this mean that Cat's hair is on the way out? Cat's hair in decline. Hash. Canberra is the world's only above-ground hole. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Fucking slow. Well, I don't think that... I don't think Dugan moving to 5'8". Is, it's more of a out of necessity than anything else to try and get some creativity to score some points. I don't think Cat's hair's position is in danger by any stretch. But how about this one from Ben V1 Hardy? Raiders 13 plus for sure. Hopefully that'll shut this week in league up. Hash Raiders on the rise. <laughs> so Ben, 
allow us. <laughs> Don't you look like a fucking twat? <laughs> allow allow us to uh, to not shut up. <laughs> Just I mean, you you'll understand. I'm sure. <laughs> then we've got HSV Raiders said uh, thirteen pink pricks on the field. Hash ripped off. Sent that to the official Canberra Raiders account too. <laughs> Troy underscore 79. I hope Stuart announces he's coming to the Raiders after Origin and does a total clean out of this sad excuse for a football team. Yeah, some real disillusioned fans at the moment for the Raiders. Yeah, and here comes another one. Mr. Sports 83. Season over for the Canberra Raiders. Terrible defence and no heart. Fire Ferner. Yep. There's, that's another example. <laughs> and Bemson Nicer, he's just come in again. Wow, zero completion and terrible defence. Is this the NRL or Super League? <laughs> he's fucking slamming him. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bemson Meister, he's going to be the MVP this week again with his tasteless jokes. Here comes another one. The pink pouring through the white. Don't worry, Raiders. It's just that time of the month. Hash women in league. Hash bad taste. At oh, least that's he's acknowledged. Fucking horrendous. At least he's acknowledged that you know he knew what he was doing. Basically, um, we got NJBT said the Raiders are so bad at rugby league it amazes me they get paid to do it. I'd agree with they that. Fucking hammered today, aren't they? Uh, Mister Sports. Most of these people are actual fans. <laughs> but this is the thing, and and you know what they tweet the cam at Raiders Canberra account too, which is I. So whoever's manning that, the digi person manning that, just get fucking crying themselves <laughs> to sleep, man. The digi raider will fucking be slashing their digi wrists, falling on their on their digi axe. Uh, we've got Mister Sports eighty three's come up again, and he sent this one to the official account, mind you. Fire Ferner, Fire Ferner, Fire Ferner, Fire Ferner, Fire Ferner, Fire Ferner, Fire Ferner. At us at the camera account. <laughs> What's he trying to say? <laughs> Look, there's probably... There's Subliminal messages. I can't pick up on them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Bemson Meister, he's back again. The Raiders' defensive line is as vacant as Gazny's brain. <laughs> Ferner takes the Sandow approach to earning his money. Hash stealing a living. Wow. So- <laughs> Solzy. Poor old Solzy. Solzy 04 years now. And he's tweeted this to the official Canberra account as well as us. The fact that this club keeps Ferner on is a disgrace. Worst discipline I've seen in a side ever. Hash sack Ferner. So, um, Jesus, terrible. Here we go. NJBT's back again. Walking in on your parents would be less embarrassing than this Raiders side tonight. <laughs> this is probably the most of. I think we've seen listeners that are tweeting us after the game turn on their side. Turn on their side. Hey, yes. It probably. I mean, this this is fairly fairly much up there. Um, who else have we got? I'm mean, trying to. I'm trying to get something from the Penrith game, but I mean these. We'll get through it, but it's just so much, so, so much Raiders hate coming up. <laughs> the Raiders are asking less questions of the Cowboys' defence than the North Manly Police tonight. Hash <laughs> shithouse rugby, hash Raiders in decline. That was Bemson Meister again, of course. Um, <laughs> just coming through. I'm just, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get through to this Parramatta game, but I'm wading through a sea of of angst from um, Raiders, <laughs> Raiders fans. Solzy 4 He's tweeted this to us and Canberra again. So, Dugan out injured. Is that the excuse that is going to keep Ferner his job? Hash joke club. Hash sack Ferner. Hash depraded. Ouch. He's trying to make a new word like Pashidic, I think. Yeah. Keep trying, buddy. And he also goes to add another 40 put past the Raiders. Ferner can eat some giant phallic symbol. <laughs> hash phallic symbols in decline. <laughs> Um, and the interesting, another interesting story that came from the the Saturday night games with the uh, the Cowboy games. We had a tweet from uh, Jono NQC eighty one on Twitter, and uh, 
he sent us a, he tweeted us a photo and through the Cowboys game he was sat next to none other than Jason Costigan yes. your favourite commentator former commentator and now member of parliament for Whit Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, um, yeah, and when I when pressed on, you know, how the conversation went, he said he was mostly okay. Spoke a bit about politics, but I cut him off wherever possible. Good call. So, um, you know, he should have probably um. The you know, Sunday is where you know. everyone gets everyone's names wrong. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no one knows the rules. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and after that brief interlude, back to the Canberra hate. Bemson Meiser, no pink for Sandow. Genetically modified lemon rather than month old tampon tonight. Then. Hash fat ass. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Make me a sandwich. What's the difference between a bucket of shit and Dave Ferner? A bucket. Hash wasted bucket. Hash Ferner never inclined. Hash Ferner into nut sucking. Oh, I mean, this is they're, they're just ripping in, aren't they? <laughs> oh, Benson I reckon you could get that, you know, out of those hundred tweets, get 17 of them, whack them on, whack Raiders jersey on and have a go. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> Benson Meister. Best sledges. Yeah, Benson Meister's on. He's been on fire this weekend, actually. He's got a, it looks like Sandow would be covering himself in glory as well as meat gravy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's got another one. Sandow not bothering tonight as the man of the match award isn't sponsored by KFC. Ash greedy pig. <laughs> Insane. I think Benson Meister just hates people. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Chris Sandow. Uh, Devon had just dawned on me who Chris Sandow reminds me of. Gary Coleman. I, you know, I, don't, yeah, I, don't really. I see it. I see where you come from. Yeah, and Tall Hayden came back and said, "I was thinking more Tracy Morgan." Please, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Bemson Meister again. Sandow's an embarrassment. He doesn't pass. He doesn't run. He doesn't tackle. He doesn't kick. That's what 600k gets you. Kick the winning field goal, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> obviously, he, that. he obviously uh, <laughs> he, he went too early there because he's just tweeting us like. You look at the timeline, he's tweeting it's nonstop. I love, I love the work. And I mean, obviously, we can't read all your tweets, man, because it'd just be no fucking... <laughs> Jeez, we've given you a good go, though. Yeah, and I've got to give you that. Cause he's just bringing out the old Bemson Meister again. Chrissy Sandow, the love child of Nathan Tinkler and a chocolate pudding. <laughs> Which one's the mum? I don't know. <laughs> if you're going to make things all, I need to understand it. Who's the mum? How does that happen? Yeah. What sort of reproductive systems does a chocolate pudding have? Yeah. Freak 09. <laughs> I'm proud to announce the Perth Raiders principal sponsor is Hypercolor T-shirts. Ash, things that haven't been great since the early 90s. <laughs> outstanding, outstanding. Oh, for a complete twat, that's actually pretty funny. Penrith fans, also, I mean, it is, it is terrible to lose to Parramatta. Fucking trust me, I know. Happened this year to us too. But Mickey T1985 has come out and blamed the referee. This game was bullshit. Maxwell should get man in the match for that performance. Hindmarsh forward pass, then no penalty for being taken out. Well, yeah. Uh, Cambo 96. Nathan Hindmarsh, what a super effort. His last run set up the field position for the winning field goal. And then Bimson Meister has come on at the end and said, ha ha, it had to happen. It still doesn't justify his massive wage. One kick does not equate to his money. He's still a fat gronk. Nice save. <laughs> yeah, they're nice save. Uh, Aussie 11198 said, I think it's adorable that two gronk teams can come together and play football. I give them an A for effort. Hash gronkapalooza. Jeez, that's fairly condescending. Yep. Um, Michael Darren has uh, he's forwarded us a tweet from someone else. Uh, Lizzie Go Dragons. I hate it when Chris Sandow gets field goals because he acts like he's done everything and he's the best. 
and that's that's a fair summation. Yeah, uh, got to give a good uh, shout out to Cage 007, a long-suffering Eels fan, and he said uh, the Eels have had equal bad luck as any other side in the NRL tonight. We were lucky, ugly win, but great result. And uh, Mr. Wars, obviously, he was uh, he, he was loving the fact that uh, Hindy at that stage had 141 in NRL fantasy points, and um, that's about it. Amazing. An influx of tweets from everyone. Thank you very much for everyone tweeting on Super Saturday. You can usually tell the quality of football by the number of tweets. Yeah. Shit games usually result in millions of tweets. Because, exactly. Because people have just got all this time to you know think of jokes and stuff rather than actually watch the games. <laughs> Moving on to Sunday footy, we kicked off with the Canterbury Bulldogs 20, defeating the Melbourne Storm 4 up at Virgin Australia Stadium in Mackay. Just under 12,000 people in attendance, and the points went as follows. A double to Kristen Inu. Keeps going. When is he going to be no-dos? That's the question. Ben Barber and Josh Morris also got tries. Inu Never two four conversions. And Storm, solitary try to Anthony Quinn and Cameron Smith missed the conversion. Benny Barber, form player of the NRL. He's, uh, he's having a good crack at the moment. Um, obviously, things he does at times are very highlight reel-ish things. So, I mean, they obviously, you know, bring it to call attention to themselves. Man's a fucking freak. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, obviously, the you know, the, the try that people want to talk about is that one where he kind of fielded the ball, sort of had a bit of a sidestep about he 20 centimetres inside the dead ball line. three millimetres inside the dead ball line. Yeah, and then proceeded to uh, make his way through about half of the Melbourne Storm defensive line. Uh, copped a head-high shot from, uh, I think it was Cameron Smith on the Which way through. went unpunished. Went unpunished completely. Oh, but, you know... Judiciary hates Queenslanders. Well, he should have fucking gone for that. So you got one there, and wouldn't there have been a fucking outcry if he had got done for that? Because he should have been done for it. He should have got a week for that. Easy. A week, you reckon? At least. Do you know they didn't show a single replay of that? Cool. They were so busy carrying on about the try, they didn't show any of the actual impact. Of yeah, that's why they didn't show it. Because of the try, Glenn. That's why they didn't show it. Oh, so now Fox Sports is in on the uh, conspiracy. Of course they well. fucking are. Oh, of course they are. Hell, you're a gronk. Fucking course they are. So, anyway, anyway, try the fucking millennium. It was, fa- it was fantastic, and obviously he didn't score that try. He went through, and uh, Josh Morris was inside, uh, you know, desperately, you know, calling for him to, you know, put the ball forward off the off the boot, and he did, uh, you know, bounced up okay for him, got the ball, scored the try. Great try, length of the field. Try, 100 metres. Very impressive. Yep. Very impressive. Melbourne couldn't contain the Dogs' passing game, and... and in turn, couldn't slow the play ball down long enough to regroup and stop the roll-on that the Dogs had for the majority of the game. And the Dogs really controlled Melbourne. And it's it's funny to say that because it's not uh, something you'd normally associate with, with any of Melbourne's opposition, but really impressive win for the Dogs. I'd have to say this is a bit of a coming-of-age win for them and their fans should be really proud of them. I was, I was super impressed. We'll see how they go. They've got to do it. They got to you know keep doing it on a regular basis. Also, Storm you know fell victim to the manly curse as well, and it was also a short turnaround from Monday night. What's football. the manly curse? You have manly you in a hard game. You beat him, you lose. Final and you fucking never play, never beat the Bulldogs. What? You have a, you, you have a tough game against manly. You always lose the next week. Oh fucking hell! Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> uh, you lose those two points one way or the other. If you can manage to get them against us, you'll lose them the next week. Um, but yeah, okay, let's go to... No, that's not going to Twitter. We'll go to Twitter at the end of Sunday football. We've got to keep the fucking structure together. Yes. Well, so did you have anything else to say about the Melbourne Storm game? No, I'm, I'm pretty well done, other than the fact that... Ben, some of these Storm motherfuckers are getting sacked out of my supercoach side. Cooper Cronk, you're a disgrace. Start doing something, mate. Wow. Cameron Smith, you're not much better. 
Jeez. And who else is there? You oh. hardcore. Yeah. No, I was, uh, I was impressed with the dogs. Playing emotions, man. I was impressed with the dogs. Uh, they controlled Melbourne throughout, and um, you know, hopefully uh, they can kick on from there. That you know they're running second at the moment, and um, you know, so what you want about Des Hazler, but he's doing a fucking cracking job with that team. Whatever. Um, but I tell you what, though, uh, the dogs have to go in favourites against the buy this week coming up, and after that, they are going to absolutely. Sp- Bit roast the West <coughs> Tigers as if the game was being played in Coffs Harbour. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, <laughs> <laughs> the mighty and fuck were they mighty Manly Sea Eagles fifty-two defeated the Sydney Roosters fourteen <coughs> at Allianz Stadium in front of a ground record thirteen thousand five hundred and thirty one fans. Uh the points fuck me, it's gonna take half an hour to read all this out. Let's read the Roosters first. They had tries to Sam Parent, Tom Simons and uh Tatao Moga. Uh Brayton Astor was one Moga. of three on the conversions. Manly, their fifty two points came from tries. How many points did they get now? Fifty two points. Fifty two points. Fifty without gifty. As they say, <laughs> Brett Stewart, Anthony They're only Watmo. two points off winning by 40. Yeah. It was like... As, they, they, as they like to do. Yeah, exactly. They won They won 40 nil plus, yeah. 12, plus 12 minus 14. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brett Stewart, Anthony Watmo, Steve Matai, Jamie Lyon with a double, Jamie Bura, Dean Vare, Daly, Cherry Evans, and Jorge Tafua. <laughs> what an exotic name for someone from Manly. <laughs> and Jamie Lyon... Eight of nine on the conversions. He should really hall. have a dirty Sanchez mustache. Poor hate to fua. He should. He should. I'll, I'll make sure. I'll make sure to tell him. Um, and Jamie Lyon, I think that wound up a personal haul for the day with uh, twenty-four points for him. So, uh, very good day out. Very much so. What do you got to say, buddy? Fucking unbelievable dominant performance. It's incredible. The first time this season that Manly's left edge has been in, uh, trotted out intact. With uh, Kieran Foran seems to be over the injuries now. Uh, he seemed to be, you know, at full gallop rather than kind of just, you know, marshalling traffic out there. And, you know, he uh, ran the ball a couple of times, you know, had a go himself. Uh, Matai, back from suspension. T-Rex, back from injury. And didn't they fucking create havoc? Uh, no gifty on the right-hand What's, side. What no was the deal with Matai's hair? Unbelievable. What, it is, what, he, what led him to letting it out? Well, sometimes, you know, maybe he didn't have time to braid it or something, you know. Who knows? Like a cross between a hippie's vagina and Alanis Morissette's armpit. He looked fucking. He, he looked like Carl Matai. That's what he looked like. Who's Carl Matai? Is that his cousin? <laughs> his sister. Carl Ka- Matai. <laughs> my my son, my son and stars. The blood of my blood. <laughs> and he dominated. <laughs> and he. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got I it. know you've watched it, motherfucker. Don't even. Oh, act I thought like you were like Carl with a C, not no, Carl with no, a K, motherfucker. No, no, no. And uh, and we had um, uh, Drew underscore Nathan as well on Twitter. He said that uh, he looked like a uh, Genghis Khan or Genghis Matai. Um, especially the iteration of Genghis Khan as seen in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You've seen that movie, right? Oh, no, the blank looks back. You haven't seen Bill and Ted? Fuck me drunk. I don't know if I can fucking go on any longer. You haven't Excellent. Seen, you haven't, kill yourself. You, you haven't seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? No. Nah. Probably too late now because, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's probably dated a bit now, but you're fucking constant disappointment um, 52 points sensational haul um, and there were some amazing tries put on as well um, 
the the, the <sighs> try they scored, the, the great try they scored against the Storm off the scrum base last week. Obviously, that you know put some ideas in their head that hey, you know, teams think the way to stop Manly is obviously you know fast line speed and in rushing up quickly and trying to cut the ball off before it gets to Glenn Stewart or you know whoever happens to be on the left, whether it's T Rex or whatever. Um, yeah, that works a treat until guys start putting pinpoint grubbers through there, like Foran put a couple through. Um, I think Matai put one through. Oh, did, did, did T Rex? Most impressive kick of the day. Yeah, T Rex. Yeah, chip over the top. Good get, great bounce. Sensational bounce. Only to be taken by Alanis Morissette's armpit. Um, 40, 40 metres score under sticks. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was tremendous to see the guys you know, really switch on the attack. Um, defence was good. Uh, it was also pleasing when uh, when the Roosters did you know step up and try and take the game back at a point where they were still well within you know their ability to get it back. They got back 24-14 um, and they stopped the rot really quickly, uh, you know, probably... You know, 13 minutes in the second half, I think they got back to 24-14, and from that point on, you know, raced the clock to you know, throw some massive points on there. Yeah, I think I think again, much like the Tigers game for the Roosters last week, when their opposition got going, the Roosters couldn't really contain them at all, and uh, I think the Tigers gave them too much of a head start, but Manly just poured it on. They were they were ruthless and relentless in their pressure, and the Roosters had no answer for them. I think. Uh, yeah. They look every bit the defending and potential back-to-back premiers if they keep playing like that. That was fucking impressive. Yeah, and if we can get, you know, and then you get uh, Wolfman and, and Glenn Stewart on the other side, complete. Uh, you know, so they've got the full range of attacking options on both sides. It's fucking looking good. Um, Just want to have a want to talk about uh, Moga, Monga, Munga. Yeah. Muga. Yeah. I don't know how you fucking say his name. They say it different every week. Are you talking about when he fired up briefly? I, I'm going to go. Moga, because it's kind of simple to say it like that. Yeah. Believe the hype with that kid. Fuck. He certainly showed. Was it? Would you say it's the first glimpses op- we've seen? Oh no, he's he's done a couple of good things, but just a couple of those kick returns though. Yeah. And that was what kind of got the Roosters back into the game too. I mean, off the back of that, because one of them he sort of collected on thirty, and you know, quick, almost scored a try. Yeah. Strong, tough. Yep. Tackle busting ability. Yeah. He's a. Uh, I think they may have mentioned in commentary. He just, um, I know you're not a big Izzy Falau fan, but he's he's very much in the same sort of mould, eh? Yeah, oh, it's very early to say that sort of thing. I forget what I forget what Izzy Falau was like anyway. That was years ago. Really? Yeah, the only thing I remember him was when he was crying, crying like a baby out, fucking blah blah blah. <laughs> heard this all before. Anyway, I'm really impressed with him. Um, interesting to see when we'll see how when Rab said, uh, you know, so when's he heading to Penrith? <laughs> and Gus is like, no, I think it'll be a rooster for life. Uh, you know, the Roosters will be doing well to, to, to hang on to him if they look like Simon and Sonny Bill Williams, the uh, the Adam Blair of the Sydney Roosters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus, except I imagine plus he's on March. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> plus another half a mil, and um, and he'll probably actually do something. That's the diff- key differentiators, Let's I would say. on, shall we? <laughs> okay, so the, um, <laughs> the tweets from Sunday Football, we had... S. Burolius said, Hasler is Barber's and Inu's dad. Hash legends. Here we are again. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Dashing Dan one. Quinn always looks like an anvil just landed on his head. Or is it Tuesday after Mad Monday? Hash I'm not a big lost, fan of uh, Anthony Quinn, I have to say. Well, he's, I mean, he's gone, he goes about his business fairly quietly, but he's one of the grubbiest players I think I've ever seen. Yeah, he's, he's top five grubs yeah. of all time. Yeah. 
Absolutely. He was the absolute epitome of the worst of the Melbourne Storm, you know, the sort of crap they carry on with. Um, the unique one, 80. Unfortunately, he's um, he hasn't got this one right. He said, how good is Barber? Agreed. Will be missed while he plays in Origin 3. Hash X Factor for Queensland. Yeah, how'd that work not. out for you, champ? The Chapo 82. He said, give Inu the hash the Revelation Award already. Hash Magic Man. Fucking please. <laughs> and then Who he's said got, that? He's got uh, the Chapo 82. Look, and he's then gone based on, on to say, what's going to be revealed about yeah. how much of a genius Chapo is later in the show. You're not going to say anything bad about him? Is that I'm not going to say anything bad about no. him, but fucking... Calm down, champ. He then goes on to say that he scored more tries than Blair and Takiri combined. <laughs> he's fucking running a fine line, the chapo, isn't yeah. he? Uh, the unique one, eighty. He's come back again. That uh, plenty of hands, or plenty, plenty of up their hands on their sleeves. In quotes, hash commentators in decline. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously, he was, he was really enjoying that. And the, the chapo has come back and said the Bulldogs are the team to beat this season. Hash storm in decline. We've got Noddy0013. That must be a new tweeter, yeah? Yep. Has the storm- Brett Kamali. Yeah, Brett Kamali. Welcome, welcome, Brett. <laughs> we look forward to intercepting your tweets. Don't listen to any back, don't listen to any back episodes, <laughs> will you? I thought I'd fucking put the noose around your neck. Um, has the storm ever been kept to zero line breaks in a match? Awesome defense plus brilliant attack. Doggies. Another yeah. fucking person that's doing that shit. Another one, another one of those. Another one. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Tirana355 said, Great win to Manly today. We look much better with T-Rex and Matai on the field. Hash Tigers in decline. <laughs> <laughs> Need to be said, Glorious win. Where can I buy some of those pink skins? Oh, we pay a lot. Actually, that wasn't too, that, that wasn't a bad, subtle way to, to recognize the women in the league thing with the pink skins under the, uh, yeah. the jerseys and shorts. That was a pretty good idea. Um, what else we got here? Beer Boy 182. Matai with his hair out looks like a cross between that NFL player with the locks and the beast who rapes chicks in Games of Thrones. <laughs> well, that's what I said, but I said it in a more acceptable way, Big Boy, fuck's sake. Cambo <laughs> uh, 96 said, uh, have the coach killers struck again? I don't think Brian Smith was in like imminent danger of being sacked, was he? Oh, I think there's a couple of guys. It's Brian Smith. I think you can know, never be too confident. I think guys like you know Wayne Bennett, Ferner, <laughs> Wayne Bennett, you fucking idiot, Cleary, Tim Sheens, Tim Sheens. Well, Tim Sheens, he'd have to be clicking close, wouldn't he? Uh, Not a chance to catch the ear. <laughs> and Cruzio, catch the ear. Cruzio six. He's had his he's had his Twitter commandeered by his wife all weekend, from the sounds of it. And uh, she said, uh, "Are the Roosters even on the field?" Hash pretenders. Life True. of tie. Only thing better than Matai running on the field, Matai with his flowing locks running on the field. He was a massive hit with the uh, <laughs> with the hair, I must say. Aussie one 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 nine eight. It was fitting that Manly put fifty on the Roosters because it's going to be another fifty years before this Gronk team wins anything. <laughs> um, there is dissolution as Raiders fans. Yeah, Michael Darren seventy nine chimes in on the doggies games. Did the Storm look worse in attack than the Dragons usually do this round? They look devoid of ideas. Really missing Slater. Cambo 96, the sight of Steve Matai's flowing black locks flowing as he runs into open space would turn the straightest man gay. <laughs> and uh, Dashing Dan 1, Manly smashed the Roosters just days after the Roosters smashed the Tigers. Guess what that means? Can you guess, Glenn? Hmm. Hash Tigers in decline. <laughs> what a surprise. East fan. <laughs> 
at East Fan said, uh, when you do your wrap up from today's game, please treat us as you would treat all retarded children and be nice. Nah. <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? Um, GT351 underscore Johns has come through on the uh, Doggies game. Great game of footy. Great defense by the Bulldogs. Barber, freakish good stuff. Hope Mackay residents enjoyed this ripper game. Yeah, it's, it was a good initiative from the Dogs also. Uh, to take the game up there and listen to Todd Greenberg speak, uh, I think it was at halftime, might have been, in, been just before the game. Um, I know you carry on, but fuck, he's a good administrator. Really impressed with him. He could probably earn, and I actually tweeted this on the day, he could probably earn five times as much money in big business. You don't think so? Yeah, that was me rolling my eyes. I wouldn't pay him 10 cents to put cheese on a Whopper. Fuck him. (sighs) (laughs) Fucking walking dildo he is. Why do I bother? Bimson Meister. Whatmo, just Are you still going with the fucking tweets? Yeah. There's Our people are tweeting and we have a fucking... We do this for the people. Right. They get to have their voice too, you fucking... Just read out every third manly one though, for fuck's sake. I'm just going through the timeline. Fucking manly fans. Bimson Meister. I don't think he's a manly fan, is he? No, probably, but the yeah, fucking bunch of the tweets you've read are being mo, from Manly fans. Mo, just phenomenal again. Great player that puts in a huge effort. I bet he's not paid as much as Sandow either. Hash criminal. And he goes, probably not. <laughs> I'll tell you, Bimson Meister is by far the biggest Chris Sandow hater I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Now, did you did you see the Manly game? Yes. Did you see the part where it, um, he says Matty Johns, it wasn't Matty Johns, I think it was Freddie, was talking about um, Moga's thighs and then the camera that zoomed was in. Was it Joey, was it? So he said, Maddie, he said, uh, Maddie John sounds like Chrissy Sandow in KFC. Stop drooling over the thighs, you gronk. <laughs> that was weird, though. And then the cameraman zooms like right in yeah. on his legs and shit. Look at the size of the thighs on him. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the size of those things. Uh, what else we got in? Um, Leilua, awful. Dialed it in for women in league. Not the first time he shafted women by phone. Hash sex pest. Hash, <laughs> Hash just put the ball down. <laughs> Hash sex pest. <laughs> what does that even mean? So B- Bemson Meister, I'm, I'm judging him as the fucking MVP of this of this episode. Uh, Gronk of the he's year. He's coming. He has constant high shots by Kennedy and Hargraves. Matty Johns would have enjoyed watching two players get that much head. Hash sex pest. <laughs> and I like this tweet a lot. He said, "You were right about Matt and Williams. They looked a different class." Of course, I'm right. I'm always right. Um, <laughs> He yeah, did go let's on to get say this that, over with, shall we? Yeah, okay. I'm just... Uh, yeah, okay. We are through. Okay. It's unfortunate for you, Glenn, but we've got to do it. Monday Night Foot, bitch. The Newcastle Knights at 38 defeated the West Tigers 20. Fucking It takes me no pleasure. I'll take no pleasure Don't in this. Don't fucking shit me. Uh, Why have you got that stupid grin on your face? <laughs> I didn't have it on until you fucking said that. Newcastle Knights, their 38 points came from a try to James McManus, <laughs> one try to Chris Houston. <laughs> One try to uh, the Uate Pate. And a hat trick to Tamana Tahu. As good players do. Yes, apparently so. Even rhymes with Tahu. Tahu, as good players do. You're just rhyming, you're just rapping now, freestyle. (laughs) Tahu at his best. He's he's got a bit of a habit of killing the Tigers. Hang hang on, let let me finish. Tyrone Roberts, five of six. And he also got two penalty goals. It was goal kicker Palooza. Wish that cat would fucking shut up. West Tigers, their 20 points came from. He's in pain. (laughs) His feline brothers got pumped. (laughs) 
<laughs> West Tigers, their 20 points came from tries to Chris Betty White Lawrence. Lottie never score a hat trick to Kiri. And Masada Yosefa. He plays for the Tigers now, of course, that's right. Just <laughs> and um, fucking he's, he's, by the season, yeah. and Benji revelation Mar- of the 2012 NRL season. <laughs> and Benji Marshall uh, was uh, three of three on their conversions, and he grabbed a penalty but got the boot. So uh, I'd like to nickname Masada Yosefa Gorbachev for the reason of got a big birthmark on his head. Why you got to hate? I'm just stop making this is an one observation. Your, this, I'm not hating on the guy. He's one a, of your own players. He's a Tigers player. I mean, good you, love up, him good like, on him. you love him like you love him like a deformed son. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> now, um, okay, I love him like I love a former Russian president. <laughs> okay, let's go, let's, comrade. Let's hear it. What happened? Well, they're fucking geniuses for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looked like they were going to run up a cricket score. It was mystifying to me why they went for that decision to take a penalty goal that took it from twelve nil to fourteen nil. When they were clearly just like the you know the knights were right for the taking. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think they, uh, you know, part of this changing mindset and the, and the style of play that they're trying to incorporate, you know, a bit more of a safety first, you know, play, you know, play the numbers, play field position and possession, and and the points will come. But you know, this taking the two bullshit. That's very untigers. It's like Benji's Put a fucking at, nail in the coffin, bitches. He's looked at he's looked at Jamie Sauer and go, I'm going to model my game on him. Yeah, he's doing it. He, that guy's got his shit together. He knows how to play the game of football. <laughs> 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 yeah, Benji, that'll work for you. Yeah, I, I hope he hasn't done that. <laughs> yeah, I sincerely hope. But Tamana Tahu killed us. Not the first time he's done it in his history. Um, <laughs> regardless of what club he's been playing for, he's always gone well against the Tigers. Much like Mark fucking Gaznia. It was yeah. a habit of smashing the Tigers. He scored a couple of hat-tricks, as much as it pains me to admit it. I think his try-scoring record was like something like 12 tries from seven games or something. It was fucking ridiculous. That is pretty good. I think Benji, other than the the kick for Lottie's try, Lott, Lottie's try, Lottie's lone try, yeah. very impressive though, um, he was fairly non-existent, Benji. I was a bit disappointed yeah. in him. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the, t- the Tigers forwards had zero impact through the middle. They got pumped by Kate Snowden and fucking... And Kate Snowden, who's been like the... The uh, biggest myth of 2012. Apart from Adam Blair, yeah, the biggest myth of 2012, exactly. And I think they, they lost their way a bit. There was a bit of push and shove between Snowden and Kashmir, and Kashmir fired up a little bit, but they they didn't really use that to their advantage and, and start, you know, and, and get a bit more aggressive. It was pretty dull from the Tigers. That first 20 minutes, I thought, fuck, we're on here. To what do you attribute this this absolute slump? I, mean, I don't really have an Last week they had an excuse. They do, but they can't use Robbie's tragedy as an excuse from here on in. Because Robbie was fine. Robbie was great. He played and, well, yeah. Um defensively I thought he was great and he did have a lot of defence to make to, a lot of tackles to make right? Carved him up early for a try as well to yeah, set up absolutely. first try I think it was second I think, try I think the buy signals at the start of the real Tigers season if they're good enough this is you know they need to put this result behind them they go into the buy um, you know the last you know our second buy so once you know we've got the Bulldogs straight after that so you know they're going to have to turn things around and start putting their best foot forward and playing their best footy consistently Um 
you know, we, we can't have another five losses on the trot. No, you can't afford me. They'll take you almost, you know, to the business end of the season. Yeah, I, I think the Knights really needed that win and, and they were desperate, but I'd probably caution Knights fans on, on getting too carried away because I don't know that the Knights played a great deal better than what they have been of late to, to get this win. No, and I, I think, think the Tigers just down, fell, fell away in a big, big way. At 14 nil down, the the Knights were ripe for the picking. I yeah. mean, they were ready to go. I mean, they could have had 50 put on them. Yeah. But they, you know, they, I guess they found like the belief to turn it around. And when they, you know, got their first try, and then the second try came, then they got their nose in front at half time. Yeah, it just came in a wave, and and yep. the Tigers had no answer for it. I was really disappointed in them. I, I you know, they started really well, um, and then as the match wore on, they just got really sloppy through the middle. They were dropping off tackles and giving away ruck penalties, which is. Yeah, that's the way it goes. That's when you know the Tigers are, are in for a long night when they, they can see them just dropping off tackles and then all, you get two or three ruck penalties and, you know, the other team puts two or three fucking tries on and it's it's over. So it's um disappointing after winning seven straight games. You could have, you know, they could have been excused for, for last week's performance, but this one there's no excuses for. They should have played a lot better. I was really disappointed in them. Um... You know, they, they really need this buy to regroup, um, get Origin out of the way for Robbie, give him, a, you know, a little bit of a rest and straight back into the game with the Bulldogs and, and put our best foot forward against one of the best teams in the comp. Yeah. All right. Twitter was very, uh, very lit up in yes. terms of uh, Lottie's potential hat-trick. When he got that first try, it was very early in the piece too. Um, so, yeah, the, the Dashing Dan won. He said, uh, Lottie's hat-trick's on tonight. And we had a couple other people as well. I believe uh, Dogged Tim, Devon Head, a uh, lot of people throughout tweets there saying uh, Davy Salter, all throughout, uh, you know, the one out of three for his hat trick tweets. Bemson Meister said, geez, the Knights are so bad, Wayne Bennett can only have been attracted to Newcastle by Tinkler's gravitational pull. <laughs> Hash planet fat. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's taken to this tweeting to show fucking magnificently, hasn't that he? That is great. I love it. It just made, and it's funny to see the um the way the the way that the tweets went because early on obviously the Tigers were so dominant for that first twenty minute period it looked like a cricket score was coming up yep, so there was literally no one tweeting us well no we, we had people tweeting then the Tigers in decline started and then 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 Lottie Lottie made his you know Lottie made his drop you know when he had a potential try in the offing and the Chapo eighty two comes in uh, Takiri just retire already Hash Tigers in decline that's Cam- a fucking harsh Cambo ninety six Lottie is fucking hopeless Hash Lottie in decline. And um, then, you know, then Tahu started having his way with that side of the field as well and just got worse and worse. Um, Bemson Meister said, uh, the Tigers opening up more than Benji in a post-match interview. Hash massive holes. Hash Tigers in decline. <laughs> Super Grover 4 said, what the fuck is going on? Come on, Tigers, stop being pussies. Fair call. DJ Ronnie G said, we really don't like playing from in front. Tigers first half in decline. Obviously, that was before half-time, that one. Um, <laughs> Big Dan, 1985. Tahu is out, Lottie, Lottie. That's how you score a tra- hat trick. And he directed that to your account as well. Uh, direct, uh, the Chapo 82 came back and said, Seriously, the Tigers are pathetic. Tahu's killing them. Yep. Can't argue with any of that. Bemson Meister. He's coming in. <laughs> Jeez, he comes in hard. The Tigers are breaking down faster than Benji at someone else's personal tragedy. Hash, the tears are coming. Hash, Tigers in decline. 
That's fucking atrocious. He's he's got a oh, he's a he's got a serious fucking problem. Is what he's got. He's an earlier <laughs> he's he's an early contender for Tweeter of the Year and Gronk of the Year. <laughs> I mean, and and it hasn't been uncommon for you know the the winner of one to poll strongly in the other category as well. And here he is again, Adam Blair playing like Matty Johns in a hotel room, standing back and watching his mates get fucked. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh god Shabugan did I opened a centibet account for this fucking lot of you owe me money you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't I can't stop Bemison Weiss has tweeted so much and it's just hard I just don't want to read all of these West Tigers the Ben Cray tribute team Oh. Ash can't tackle, won't tackle. Ash oh. shithouses. Ash tigers in the decline. <laughs> Who the fuck wrote that? That was Bemson Meister again. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> see you on the street. I'll slit your throat. I'm. I'm. I apologise, Bemson Meister, because honestly, there's another five tweets I've gone through here that I could read out, but I just you just. You've had about 100 tweets already. Um, Cruzy uh, stepped up and said, I'll take Glenn's place if he happens to go MIA for this week's podcast. Fucking hell. And, uh, this it, week in league in decline. He's, that was he's uh, hash Tigers in decline, hash uh, winner jersey in decline, hash thanks for, for fuck all. Um, ben Dunn, 43. The Tigers are no longer in decline. They're inverted. They've capsized. They've crossed genders. Uh, Southo Dan said, I'm not a Knights fan. However, I am a fan of anything that pushes Blake Ferguson and the Raiders closer to the spoon. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> big, big fan. Big fan. Um, DJ Ronnie G said, if we serve up shit like that against the Bulldogs, it'll be like hash Coffs Harbour 2002. So true. So true. And we've got uh, Matty underscore McCabe one. The Knights win 38-20. Go Knights. Who? Tahu. Uate Parte, hash Tigers in decline. He's got hash boom, Matty McCabe. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yourself up, son. Go hard. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. And, uh, and Paraman1973 chipped in and said, um, <laughs> Para are undefeated in his daughter's lifetime. The Tigers aren't. <laughs> And I think we'll make the we'll give the uh, the the final the final word to uh, gotta love Keefe who's who lives and breathes the Tigers much like yourself. We said uh, poor fucking effort Tigers, piss poor. It's like you all didn't want to be there. Congrats Knights, fuck you Knights. And uh, hash, <laughs> can you stitch a sphincter? Can wow. you stitch a sphincter? And um, there's oh, there, there was one more tweet actually that I need to find from this morning because it's a celebrity tweet. And let me just go back and find it. To us, is to to my account, um, and here we go. Anthony Field himself, the Blue Wiggle. Five thirty a.m. Been up since four a.m. Reliving the game. The West Tigers will rise out of the Newcastle disaster and stamp their way of life on the NRL. He tweeted to that which to I you. replied, oh. "It's over, mate. Jump on the Mighty Seagulls bandwagon while there's still time." And he said, "Come on, Nathan. You know you either love them or dot 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 because he's a mad manly hater." I then went on to ask him if he, um, you know, if the other if the other three were into the into football, and if so, who'd they follow? But I haven't got a reply yet. So, be interested to see. Look at you, the Wiggles. Love. Murray seems like a good bloke. I'd say he'd probably go for Manly. Jeff's definitely a para fan. Well, yeah, always asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's a Dragons fan. Well, no, maybe he doesn't have a team. Maybe he's a Christian Inu fan. <laughs> 
previews for what are we up to? Round 17 now. Yes, sir. Holy shit. Jeez, you're professional. Kicks off Friday night football. Without looking at the piece of paper, I wonder who's playing. Oh, look, it's the Brisbane Broncos again <laughs> versus the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. It's up at Suncorp Stadium, and it's, you'll be in attendance, of yes, course. Yes, I will be. So, how's this one going to no go? No origin players. No origin players. That's going you to be know who'll be there? Fest. Josh Hoffman, Alex Glenn, Broncos victory. That's true. I mean, there's you know, there's more than you know, more than that as well. I mean, Andrew McCulloch's going to be there. Corey yep. Norman, their halves are intact. Um, you know, they've still got Josh McGuire. Um, you know, and the Sharks. Well. You know, it's like the Sharks, except you took, you know, if they were a car, you take all four wheels off. and uh, If they were a shark, you take their teeth, t- teeth out and their dorsal fin off. And uh, and they're the little fins, little side fins, and their tail. <laughs> <laughs> Not much of a fucking shark. <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and then hammer cricket stumps into the gills. <laughs> wow. That's about that's about how handicapped they're going to be without their guys. Um, yeah, I mean the Broncos will sell these. They'll they'll try and act like it's going to be a, a struggle, and you know they'll they'll trot out baby Bronco bullshit. But the fact remains is that they've got enough of a nucleus of a side intact there. They've got their their spine, so to speak, intact. I think it's very you know it's a nice tribute to the uh, the loss of uh, one of the BGs not all that long ago in the, Brendan Gibb. Is playing uh, second row for the Brisbane Broncos because, of course, he's exactly related to the Gibbs. Is that what you're saying? I suspect he is. I mean, how many fucking Gibbs do you know? Well, none of them. Not many. Because I mean, you know, two thirds of them are right. dead. Well, that's right. But Brendan carrying on a long line of tradition, playing for the Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> Broncos by how many? He'll be staying alive, <laughs> unlike some of his family members. <laughs> Fuck. Harsh. <laughs> so Broncos by how many? I repeat. 14. 14, eh? All right. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll back that play. Next game on uh, Friday night. Well, no, it's actually Saturday. I forgot we've got a massively short week this week. We I should sure mention do. as well. Masters, like, I think there's about only five games, unfortunately. And uh, and of those five games, one of them they're going to serve up to us is Parramatta Eels versus Newcastle Knights. <laughs> Which is, oh, I've got nothing to say about this game, but Vuvu fucking Zella. Traditionally, the last probably two times... It's been the worst game Every of the year. Every time these two teams have played in the history of this show, it's been absolutely shocking. Possibly the worst game. And guess what? This ever. season, both the sides are equally shit of each, of each other again. And Knights take, coming off a great win. Yeah, and they battle losing, hardened against the Tigers. And they're losing like pretty much nobody, aren't they? Or fluffy. Fluffy. Uh, that's, that's about it, isn't Peter it? Peter Matiuta. He comes in. Comes in at fullback. I would have thought they put Tamana at fullback. I mean, he can do everything. I mean, he's, he's, he's the everywhere man. I mean, yeah, they could put Gay Guy in fullback as well. I mean, he played a bit of fullback for the Broncos, didn't he? He's a substitute player. Uh, yeah, I think he might have. Yeah. He's only played seven first grade games. Seems to have been around longer than that. It's a catchy name. It's a catchy name. Has to be. Willie yeah. Mason. Did you see Willie Mason at halftime in that game yesterday? Last night? No. What did he do? You know, whilst we had... Ray Cashmere pushing Cade Snowden in the scrum, mm-hmm. pushing his face away like a cat. Willie Mason, who was the other player that the Tigers could have signed, you know, sort of into the season, but uh, due to a backlash from fans and sponsors, they decided to go down a different path and sign Ray fucking Cashmere out of uh, reserve park footy. Willie Mason, the mine, the mine Willie Mason proceeded to run over the top of a lot of the different Tigers players. Um, who shall remain nameless, Adam Blair. Um, and then at half-time, Willie Mason's there. He's only been with... He's only played fucking six games for this club. Yeah. 
He's there G'ing every single player up, slapping them on the back, saying, come on, let's jog off, let's jog off. Like, which one of the Tigers players is doing that? Other than Bo Ryan. Yeah. And he's who's not, a fucking winger. And he's not doing that. I mean, he's just standing there pointing to his dick going, doggies. Well, he's not actually doing that at halftime of the Tigers games. I've seen him do it on the field tons of times. You have not, you fucking I've seen, liar. I've seen him do it after scoring a try. Rubs his head and then goes, doggies. Fucking liar. <laughs> anyway, my point is, what the fuck were we thinking? Should have signed Mason. Massive error. And hang your head in shame, fans of the club. Yeah, whoever members. the fuck fans backlashed against signing Willie Mason and then went, woohoo, we got Ray Cashmere. Dickheads, the lot of you. Knights by 12. Knights, eh? Chris Sandow won't come up uh, diamonds two weeks in a row. You don't think uh, Nathan Highmarsh will uh, run all over the Knights? No. No Jared Hayne, no chance. All right. Big call. Moving right along at Sunday, 2 o'clock game. The Warriors, New Zealand Warriors versus the North Queensland Cowboys. And the Warriors, remarkably, you know, untouched by origin duty, pretty much. Jacob Lilliman, I mean, they're calling his players in, but old, uh, poor old Lilliman doesn't get a run. I suspect the Warriors, this is going to be the Warriors' opportunity to, to kick on from here. Um, starting with this game, I think. Coming up against the Cowboys, who are, who are affected by origin. Um, and then the fact that you know, they don't really have any players nursing little niggling injuries and bumps and bruises from yep. the origin period. They're fairly fresh, um, and they can start this little mini-season um, to finish out the year and, and try and make their way into the top four. Um, and I think they'll do that, starting with a good win in this game. I don't think they're going to make their way into the top four. I mean, they've got to make their way into the fucking eight first. They're still two, they're still two points out of the eight. Yeah, I think they're more a top four side, the Warriors. More, more if the, well, I mean, the Tigers are going to get, you know, they're going to get themselves two points. The Warriors will be, well. I mean, the Tigers will be second by the time the season's out. Don't you worry about that. Second last, the way they're going at the moment. Uh, I think the Warriors will win. It's at home. Cowboys aren't traditionally a great side as far as travelling is concerned. Plus, you take the removal of guys like um, Jonathan Thurston out of the side. Uh, and Matty Bowen's been named, but I mean, I, you know... I don't know if they know something that we don't know, but you know, unless uh, Slater has a remarkable recovery, I think mm. Matty Bowen will be uh, unavailable for this one. I suspect you are correct, my friend. Okay, so Warriors, big winners. Next game, the 3 o'clock game on uh, Sunday, is the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Penrith Panthers at ANZ Stadium at Sydney Olympic Park. Another terrible origin-affected clash. Definitely. Um, the best parts of both teams, Strip Bear, plus Dave Taylor. <laughs> I think the Rabbitohs might still get there, though. I think they might, too. And once again, you know, their key positions are all intact. Uh, yeah, Greg Inglis uh, will be missing from fullback, but, but Nathan Merritt, has been there before. Yeah, and he's, can certainly he's done do a good job. He can certainly do the job. Um, their halves are intact. Isaac Luke's still there. Um, still got an impressive pack of forwards. I think they'll win by 13-plus. Yeah, Penrith... Uh, you know, have their most inspirational player out in Luke Lewis. Yes. Lachlan Coote is still in the side. Yep, which is obviously a massive liability. Uh, Jennings is off on origin duty. And I have read something or heard something uh, today that Jennings, after origin, may find himself back down in Windsor again. Wow. Because the club can't afford to pay all that contract money if he should find another club, they can't afford to top up, you know, a contract with another club. So they're basically just trying to make him walk on his own off his own bat which would mean he's then not entitled to all that shit fucking hell 
bitter. That's that's ludicrous. Yeah, it's I saw on uh, Facebook today someone who shall remain nameless, but is a huge fan of the uh, Penrith Panthers, and I may or may not have called a complete nut a cockhead um, in on a recent episode of this show. Um, said that uh, he got the team list and read one name, and his heart sank. I suspect that name was El Coot. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna peruse their team list just quickly yourself. Would have to be, wouldn't it? Would have to be. Unless it's Dr. Tomato, but I mean, that's enough to give you Yeah, he's gone alright. Nasty. Tomato. Love him. Yeah, there's love nothing. him as a player. Not much of a doctor. It'd have to be El Coot. And uh, and, and Coot was made a bit of a scapegoat. Although I saw some Penrith fans like, Don't you dare, you know, talk shit about Coot. It was the referees that cost us that game. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Um I don't think Lachlan Coote was solely responsible for losing anyone any games, but uh, no, but he's, he's been he's been poor this year though, and especially lately, like the last couple of weeks. Agreed. Okay, Monday night foot bitch, the Canberra Raiders versus the St George Illawarra Dragons Fuck. down in Canberra. It's going to be freezing. It's going to be miserable. It's the the Imagine. jinx game, the bogey game for the Dragons. They tend to lose down there of late. They've got a pretty good chance this time though. I mean, the, the Raiders have got nothing, and even then. Um, yeah, anything they did have, which I think was just Shiloh the Pillow, has been uh, stripped out for Origin. Uh, massive injuries, you know, Cat's hair's out. Uh, Sam Williams gets his re- his uh, return to the side. <sighs> McCrone in the six, taking place of their new uh, born-again 5'8", Josh Dugan. Yes. Oh, I think the Dragons will win. You'd think the Dragons think can maintain some sort of structure. thoroughly unentertaining, low-scoring game, but I think the Dragons will get there. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the Dragons should, they've got enough of their key players in that side to, uh, yeah, they've got their halves intact. They've got, uh, you know, they've got most of their side intact, really. Yeah, let's still got it. a lot of experience and a lot of former Origin players uh, in the side. They'll get the job done. They should be able to keep it together until the Raiders implode on their own, off their own bat. Agreed. Okay, and buys this week too the Dogs, Titans, Manly, Storm, Roosters, and Tigers. That is full time for episode number 93. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're on Facebook, so hit up facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. The likes keep creeping up to the 1,000 mark. We blasted through 925, I think, at the last look I had. Sure have. And so welcome to new Facebook fans we picked up over the last week. Liam Hanley, Tamara Papalo. Quite frankly, it's been a long time coming that she liked the page. Fuck's sake. Jamie, Noddy, Nichols, Daniel Begg, Luke Kennedy, Nathan Sullivan, Ben Quirk, and Andrew French. Thank you for the support. And speaking Legends. of support, iTunes. Had a lot of new reviews come come in, in the past few weeks. Any and, one um, starries? No, no one no. stars. So so as far as like entertainment's concerned, no gronks. I apologise. There's no one star Gronk reviews. Free zone. Because uh, let me. I mean, you know, if they're good for you know, they give us ample fodder for comedies. These one stars. I mean, you know, Andos twenty. Yeah, his name will will live long in infamy, much like Sharkman 05 and some Etched other. Etched into folklore. Exactly, definitely been a part of the Twill um, mythology. Yes. Now, uh, what have we got here? We'll go from uh, most. Uh, we'll go for. We'll leave the recent ones to last. The first one we had is someone called Me Me, as in me, and then about six E's, and then another e, M. Sorry, M and about six E's, and another M and about five, four E's. And I said, awesome podcast, guys. Oh, sorry. The headline was footy show in decline, five stars. Awesome podcast, guys. I find this more informative and funny than the footy show. Being a truck driver, you guys keep me up to date when I'm on the road. P.S. Go the Cowboys. 
Excellent. Dog. Between this week and league and no dose. <laughs> Slash crank. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, doing, the, doing the hard yards. Kudos, brother. And our, Yeah, and our, and our show is very long, so we probably get you most of the way as well. Yeah, probably uh, get you from Sydney to fucking Brisbane. Exactly. Next one is from Dog Left and is entitled Awesomeness, five stars. This is definitely the best source to get your weekly NRL news, previews, reviews, and all the inside scoops. The boys provide an entertaining few hours to help day pass. And to all those one-star reviewers, go back to your book clubs and pottery courses and other mind-bending adventures your boring world can aspire to. Hash TWIL on the incline. Nice. So that sounds like a long-time listener, first-time caller type situation. Yes. Okay, next one. Matty McCabe. Well, he, he, he hashtagged himself up. and Boom. Yeah, but he Hash, boom. 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 And uh, that's not the title of his review. His review is orgasmic, exclamation mark, five stars. Hash, boom. This podcast is totes amazeballs. Would even go as far as orgasmic. The lads provide pure poetry each week on all league topics, Boom, five stars. <laughs> Fucking Matty McCabe loves a bit of the boom action, doesn't he? That's in his right. Boom, Matty McCabe. He's got a bit of the touch of the Mike Dolce's about him. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Next one is from Michael Stevenson, a.k.a. Solzy, the the inventor of the hashtag Bashidic. Yes. He said, uh, hash. Twill- lot of his life. <laughs> yeah. Hash twill nationalized, five stars. Easily my favorite podcast that I listen to. I eagerly await its download every Thursday. These boys are creating a footy culture with help from their Twitter followers. Other footy podcasts don't come close and generally don't get listened to for that reason. Hash long-time listener, first-time reviewer, hash Sackferner. <laughs> <laughs> he's totally uh, he's forsaken his own Pashidic tag he has uh, been around a long to get, time on, to too. get on the sack he has, has almost almost since, uh, since well I won't say day one but certainly very early in very season very early one. in the piece and finally we have James Chapman who I believe is the Chapo 82 on ah, Twitter cue the music and he said uh, long live the king of Campbelltown five stars <laughs> if you like a no nonsense review of the week that was in rugby league then this podcast is for you I would recommend this podcast to anyone who likes rugby league hash Ashford is the new Fitzhenry. Hash Glenn is the king of Campbelltown. Well, well, well. The king of the West. I was saying you're the mayor of the dump. The king of the West. <laughs> you know, when I read that, I, I, I pictured Rob Stark. I pictured all, you know, my, my faithful disciples standing around me, shouting out, chanting, the king of the West, the king of the West. Holding up their cans of Woodstock oh, bourbon. It's the King of Campbelltown. King of the West. Calm down. The King of the West. That's it. I mean, <laughs> Rob Stark's the only King of Lord of Winterfell, but he's the King of the North, apparently. It's exactly the same thing. Chapo, I thank you. I thank you for recognising my contribution to the western suburbs of Sydney. <laughs> what is your contribution apart from perpetuating the Leaving. stereotype? <laughs> Perpetuating the stereotype, stereotype that it's like there's like Compton with bogans. <laughs> <laughs> the King of the West. Oh dear, oh dear. Let's get a T-shirt made. <sighs> Another one, great. Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll get one person kickstartering that one. It'll be you, <laughs> uh, Chapo Bowen. I will pay one thousand dollars to see that shirt made. <laughs> one golden shirt. <laughs> awesome. Okay, uh, tipping. I oh, we moved up to 40th position. I had a good round. Only marred by a certain Gronk's team of choice capitulating badly after assembling a 14-0 lead. Yes. Thanks for that. Yeah, those fucking Panthers. You can't. <laughs> no, I actually tipped Parramatta. I was glad to see them come home. Uh, and you are down to 84th, which I think is only a drop of one play, so you weren't that bad this week. And I um, just want to say, incidentally, Jackson, 
who's all of four years old. Sixty mm. sixth. Yep. You're eighty fourth. <laughs> That's. I just wanted to say. I'm, no judgment. Just wanted to bring that fact along. Johnny Adams. Okay. Now the uh, top five has changed. Had some changes to it. Whitey remains on top, and uh, he's extended his lead. He's got eighty points now. Lanier, our buddy Kurt has. Sprang from fucking, he sprang from nowhere into second place on 77. Cheat. And uh, we got Skinny. He remains static in third on 77 points also. And it's me, Cookie Bra, has made a comeback <laughs> into the top five, uh, back up to fourth on 77 as well. So we've got three people tied there on that uh, in second place there. And Langer's 38, who I believe may have been on the top the last couple of weeks or certainly up around the first two, has dropped. Had a shit week. Only got three right. And as a result, is on 76 points. Ouch. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I said as I said before, I'm I'm in 40th position. I've got 70 points, so it's a close competition. It's like definitely. I mean, if I still hope for me yet, mate. Well, maybe I mean, I'd say that anyone in the top 50, if they can assemble some sixes and sevens over the next couple of rounds, they'll definitely be able to chip away and get themselves back into contention. Uh, fantasy. I got three out of five this week. Got killed once by Darius Boyd getting about 100 points in Supercoach, which I never expected to happen. And, of course, you know, we've had about six Warriors and, and Sharkies players out as well. I ran out of time to do my side. Oh, did you? Uh, so I imagine you got pasted all around. I saw in one of the comps that, yeah. Oh, I was, yeah. You got pasted. I had a heap of, yeah, Warriors. And yeah, yeah, I saw your side. It was terrible. pretty holy. Uh, but, you, yeah, I, don't, I didn't see what you got this week, but I think you only got, like, six in the six high sixes, maybe. Yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And, of course, we still got stock in the shop. Revelation shirt, hats, stubby coolers. Hit up thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop to get the good shit. And we've started brainstorming about the Kickstarter. We have. How it's going to work. You started brainstorming. I've pondered. Yeah, and not contribute and anything yet, but yet I mean, to, that's coming, Yet to reply it? to your email. Because <laughs> I was full of inspiration after after we recorded the last week's episode, I think it was. Yes, you and were. And so I um, yeah, jotted down a bunch of stuff, and uh, I think it's going to be good to go. So uh, the people who've messaged us about the Kickstarter thing, it's, I'd say it's pretty much going to happen. And uh, yes. over In the, the meantime, keep yourself, keep the juices flowing by buying something from the shop that we currently have. Exactly. Over. And we're up to episode 93 now, so that makes us seven weeks away from uh, the 100th. Of the numbered episodes, we've probably done a hundred episodes now. We've done Origins and all yeah, those sort of yeah. specials, but um, we're about seven episodes away from uh from the numbered one hundred episodes. So if anyone's got any ideas on something we should do, then by all means hit us up because um we've had a couple of ideas come through. But I want um, cake. The more the yeah, well you want you want chocolate. I mean, just like well. every other week. <laughs> show. <laughs> I mean, you want special chocolate. I'm so predictable. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, if you've got any ideas uh, of something, anyway, that we should whatever do. we do, I'm going to organise it this week in league cake. Oh, yeah. There, I said it. All right, so I might just be here. <laughs> we'll eat a whole cake. Have a cake. Right, eh? <laughs> As he spews first. <laughs> there, there's no limit to my cake eating ability. <laughs> All right. You got anything else to add this week? No, other than the fact that I'm glad the Tigers are playing the bye this week. Yeah, although not real confident that they were going to get another get get a win. Rather, I imagine they'll probably um, you know, start off fairly well and then you know capitulate. Yes, and get smashed by the buyer for the first time in the buyer's career. I'm pretty sure that the buyer will uh, will gladly capitalise on Adam Blair's mistakes. Yeah, and I mean the buyer didn't even manage to beat Parramatta. Yes, so, um, sadly. Anyway, bring on the Bulldogs. We'll take our frustrations out on those poor pricks. Okay. Enjoy your shortened week of league. That's all we've got time for. See you next week. week.
UFC, strike force and mixed martial arts in general, make sure you listen to This Week in MMA. It's available on iTunes, Ditcher Radio and TWIMMA.com. It's out every Friday morning. It's free. Get on it.